0: Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Rhea Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Welcome to Teach Me Biology. This is a special episode of the podcast, and this is going to be all about revision. So, Rhea.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here. So we're releasing this alongside monomers and polymers, so they're coming out the same day and just before september so just before school starts Mm -hmm. and what's quite good about this is that i can put all of my advice about the best techniques and the best advice i can give for revision and i can put it all in one place all in this one podcast and shall we crack on already with our sort of advice about revision sarah like what do you remember about your time revising do you remember anything about the about any particular techniques you used or
0: anything do i remember anything um
1: because I do, I do. honestly
0: don't remember a lot about my revision. I remember I think I used sort of like flashcards. I think I was someone said to me the best way to revise is to keep writing things down over and over again. So I think I did that. And um, I specifically remember revising for my GCSE science. I specifically remember revising for that because I used to, um, I used to revise at night and I used to put on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and I used to revise <laughs> with that movie on, and I watched it so many times that I used to know all the words. Uh, so I don't know if I was actually revising or just watching that movie. <laughs> just
1: memorising Harry Potter. <laughs> just remembering
0: Potter. Harry Potter instead of any science. Why the Goblet of Fire specifically? Because that was that movie had literally just come out on DVD. Right, so you
1: just so wanted to watch it. So I just
0: kept watching it over and over and over again, and I think, like... It was something to sort of have on in the background, I think, yeah. as well. Yeah, um, I'm I'm very
1: much a put stuff on in the background sort of person.
0: Since I have, um, I don't, I mean, I've mentioned it, I think, once before, but um, I actually I work in a school and I I do a lot of first aid training with with the uh, yeah, Duke of Edinburgh kids, and that's like one of the sort of skills that they learn, and I do it with them. And um, what I've learned since doing that is that if you teach something to someone else. It helps you so much more in remembering it yourself. So, that is my advice. I think Yeah. if you teach can get someone else to the skill to it. somebody else, if some if you can get someone else to understand it, then you know it. Yeah. Then you know it,
1: and you'll remember it for longer. Yeah, it's it'll be in your long term memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's really good. Like I have two distinct memories of revising. One was at GCSE when I was revising the carbon cycle. I remember I was sitting at uh, the kitchen table. And I was I was basically writing the carbon cycle out, over and over again from memory, and then check to see if there's anything missing, and then oh, rewriting, really. it again, and rewriting it again, and rewriting it again and rewriting it again until I could do it from memory. Yeah,
0: I think that's well, that was also my thing. Just kept rewriting yeah. it. Yeah,
1: and then I also remember I was revising A-level chemistry, reactions, and I was, I was actually doing a job for mum I was putting like clothes on the line or on the radiators or something I was I mm-hmm. was putting like washing out and I was reciting to myself while I was doing it the reactions that I needed to remember like I was saying them out loud yeah. to myself because I was by myself I was, it was just back in the day when you had when you got exam leave so you yes. didn't have to be in school before your exam exams you. yeah. and I was just at home by myself because everyone else was at school or work or whatever mm-hmm. and I was just doing yeah. mum, I was doing jobs for mum and just like <laughs> repeating to myself, yeah, and then going back and having a quick look to see if I'd missed anything, else. yeah, and then just like going,
0: yeah. I actually think I wasn't, I don't think I was that good at revision, I think I struggled with it a lot. I think I was just sort of, yeah, quite lucky with my exams,
1: <laughs> but I think like that's probably why this special is a good idea, mm, yeah, because yeah. it, it does put a lot of information about how to revise in one place. But I think the thing to remember about revision is you have to be organised. You have to start early. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's going to be painful. You know? It has to be hard. It has to be difficult. Because otherwise you're not learning anything. You have to sometimes not see your friends. You have to sometimes not. You have to close yourself up and just do the revision. Just do the work. You have to do the work. You have to put the work in. And I think also, while you're doing that, make sure that the techniques you're using is worthwhile because if you're just sitting there reading, you're probably not revising. You're
0: probably not taking it in. Yeah.
1: No. So let's have a chat about it. And the fir- But the first thing I want to talk about is a really, like, it's not terribly exciting and it's not mind-blowing, but just talking about eating properly while you're going through this time in your life. Mm-hmm. Because I think revising for GCSEs, revising for your A-levels, it's this time in your life where... It's so important and you just want to be in the right frame of mind for it, that sort of thing. You Eating know? Is, is the way to go, isn't it? Well, I think it just it gives you that way. basis, doesn't it? Cause I
0: remember before we went into our GCSE exams, we'd always eat a banana. Who? You and your mates? Like everyone would always everyone. eat a banana. And then and when we were in the queue went to go in, we'd all rub each other's ears like that was something we would always do they were like if you rub your ears it wakes you up and you'd be ready for the exam oh that's so cool
1: <laughs> it <was> so lame <laughs> like but that that gave you the confidence to go into that exam whether it was true or not you <laughs> had that little bit of a lift because you'd rubbed your ears oh, <laughs> God. yeah so um it is a like proven scientific fact that you know if you don't eat the right foods or if you don't eat properly eat, eat at all mm. that you are not going to be able to concentrate. Yeah, so they, they, I actually read an article, there's actual research out there that's been done on school children and their performance if they skip breakfast or depending on what breakfast they bet. The journal was called Appetite. It's not, no, it's not the best study because it was only based on 29 children. So that's a very small mm. group of kids. One class. So it's a very small sample size. But the results are genuine results. And Yeah. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, it all makes sense. But what, What's quite good about schools these
0: days, I don't think it was a thing when I was in school, but now, especially in the school we work in, uh, there are areas where Year 11s can go. We have a room called the TLC and they have breakfast in there every morning just for Year 11 students who are revising or going into their exams. So if, if you have a place like that in your school, Use take it. advantage of it Excel. because Absolutely. it will be so beneficial for you.
1: And I reckon schools will. So um, so 29 children, and it was based around... It was four successive days, so on four separate days, they ate three different breakfasts on the three of the days, mm-hmm. and then they had, there was one day where they didn't have anything. okay, And then they did these computerised memory tests and attention tests. And the ones that had no breakfast, a significant decline in their attention and their memory. But when they were given cereal, on the days that they were given cereal... That decline was significantly reduced so there is scientific evidence out there that suggests that if you get up in the morning on a day that you're planning on revising and you have a decent breakfast of some form of good carbohydrate porridge or cereal and lots of water
0: mm-hmm.
1: that your memory and your attention will last that little bit longer and days where you yeah, don't eat the best. That things. would
0: be something that I wouldn't even think of, you know.
1: But I think it's it's a good advice to start. So it's this yeah. is the sort of so we're starting off with just things that you would be thinking about or doing before you start revising. Like I say, it is objective. It is a small sample, but it still makes sense to me. The other thing, the other thing that a lot of people do when they are revising or cramming is they drink a lot of caffeine to keep them awake, and actually that is a mistake. Water is better. Water is better. Water is always going to be better. But you can understand why people would, would yeah. consume caffeine when they are trying to maybe stay up late to revise. Or have they think it's going to keep their attention better and the, you know things like that? Actually, all it does is is messes up your blood sugar, and your blood sugar is going to go really high, and then your blood and and, and then come back down. and then come back down, because of, maybe because of the the type of drink that you're consuming that sort of thing. So yeah, just try and avoid caffeine if you're revising because you're eventually going to get a dip in your energy and you're going to lose your focus and you don't want that mm-hmm. you know you want you, you want to be on the top of your game when you're yeah. advising always have a bottle of water nearby i mean it, there is there is also research into memory performance when you drink water and it the results do show that you know people that drank water or more water than others while they were doing like memory based activities they remembered things for longer
0: mm-hmm.
1: so eat a good breakfast carbs cereal porridge drink Drink lots of water avoid caffeine i think so i think that would be the best advice i can give and then there's also just a few other little foods i just want to quickly Mm -hmm. talk about because obviously if you're revising for a number of hours throughout the day you're going to be eating other things other than just your breakfast as i've already said try and keep to sort of whole grain porridges cereals that sort of thing if you're going to eat toast have whole If you're going to have sandwiches and things, have whole meal versions of those things like wraps and, and that for your lunch or whole meal food, foods because you're going to stay fuller for longer and you're not going to have those massive dips in your blood sugar so, so that you're not going to lose focus. It keeps your blood sugar levels balanced and that's important for your concentration and also probably your mood as well. If you wanted something sweet, try dark chocolate. You don't have to have much because actually you can you get that hit from dark chocolate eating less of it than you would if you ate milk or white chocolate. Mm-hmm. But it's really good for increasing your blood flow and reducing your blood pressure, which is all really good for your concentration. Try and make sure that you're getting lots of dark leafy greens in the time that you're revising. So things like kale, spinach, broccoli, cabbage, anything that's got that dark colour of the leaves. Mm. Lots Because they contain lots of vitamin K, you've got your B6 and you've got your B12. It actually physically helps your brain. It improves your ability to make connections in your brain and build pathways in your brain that helps your memory.
0: Oh wow, I didn't yeah. know that yeah
1: and also improves your alertness and your memory overall also peanut butter lots of healthy fats if you can get things like that it's just, it's just anything anything that um, and protein based anything that's going to keep you fuller for okay. longer yeah it's better mm. so that's my advice really on food we've talked about what we're going to eat before we start revising now let's think about our workspace our area and our distractions now, obviously, a um, lot of people revise using computers and lots of people revise using their phones. So if you if you have those near you, that's great. And if you're using them, like, we would never say to you, don't use your phone, or, don't use your computer, because mm. we expect you to listen to us when you're revising. Yeah. So you're going to need some kind of device to do that. If you're using it for a genuine purpose, that's great. But my advice to you would be remove apps from it that are going to distract you. Distract you, yeah. Right? So there's nothing wrong. Instagram yeah but there's and, that, and that's it TikTok, if you yeah, exactly in um, any sort of social media apps, there's nothing wrong with deleting those off your phone for a few weeks mm-hmm. at a time is yeah
0: there? and i think there's also i've never done it but i believe there is
1: uh you can restrict yourself on the oh absolutely i'd forgotten about that um, yeah that's great yeah, you can you can go onto your phone's settings and give yourself screen time limitations right, on yeah, certain yeah. apps. And if you do that for yourself, you will reap the benefits of it because hmm. you won't be distracted.
0: Yeah. If you
1: if you are like really into something, really revising, really going for it and then you get distracted by a a ping of Facebook. On average it takes a person about 25 minutes to refocus after wow. they've been distracted. That is a long something. time. Yeah. And it's wasted time. Yeah. So, I would say, do that um if you have um if you're really into your gaming, I would say, unplug playstations, Xboxes, anything like that that's gonna mm-hmm. be like a pull, the lock link. it away, do yeah. anything at all, just do something that is gonna get you out of that space where you think, oh I'll just have tw- I'll just play for half an hour, and then you never did any revision that day, yeah, know? and you've got that guilt man you didn't mm-hmm. do any work it's it's just one of those things where I would say just try and remove those distractions so that's good that that screen time just limiting your screen time on certain apps or just deleting the apps altogether
0: mm-hmm.
1: just giving yourself a good start really yeah which yeah. I think is really good I'm trying to think if there's anything else but well, I actually read quite a lot of really good research into phones and I was actually amazed and it has actually made me think about my phone use really so there's two studies I looked at and one was um, undergraduate students, and it's exactly what you'd expect. The students that spent more time on their phone and more time on social didn't media... Didn't as well. ...didn't perform as well. Mm-hmm. It's fairly straightforward. Yeah. But the second study was actually fascinating. Two people having a conversation. The only thing on the table was a notebook. Another two people having a conversation. The only thing on the table was a mobile phone. <laughs> the people who had the notebook felt like they would be friends afterwards. The people who had the phone on the table felt like they would not be friends afterwards. And the wonder... thinking behind it is that the phone was such... like Even the mere presence of a mobile phone is distracting enough for a person that they cannot have a meaningful conversation. They weren't even touching it. It was just the presence of the phone. Yeah. They felt like they just could not socialise yeah. properly with that, with that person because there was a phone. You can imagine that like it's having such a negative impact on your attention just while you're having one conversation. Imagine if you're trying to revise A-level biology and your phone is on the table and how much your attention could yeah, be yeah. taken away I from what it's supposed to be I doing. mean,
0: I, I deleted the Facebook app, I deleted Twitter, I don't have Snapchat, I don't have TikTok.
1: Makes um, you a better person overall. I turned
0: off my WhatsApp notifications and only go on there like a couple of times a day. And yeah, like, I, I don't need I don't need it. I don't need to go on it.
1: And that's, that's somebody that's not revising, I suppose. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. Just, just anything that you think is going to be a distraction to you. I hope we've covered most of the bases. One thing that I did, which the time when I was revising, I watched the film Hollow Man. Have you ever seen Hollow Man? No. Kevin Bacon. He's a scientist, and he's like trying to come up with a a way of making I've himself invisible. I've never heard of this. Have you not? No. It's not a great film, oh, but okay. at the time of watching it, I was revising for something I don't know. I don't know what Asia was. And he was a scientist, so he was working on this way of making people invisible. And he did make himself invisible in the film. But at the beginning of the film, he's sat at his computer in his house and he's, like, working hours and hours and hours and hours. And then he stops and he's, like, tired and he just wants to stop and he wants to stop and then he sits back on his chair and he looks up at the ceiling and he's left himself a note on the ceiling that says, why aren't you working? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah, I've got to work. And I did that for myself. I left myself notes in places that I knew I would look when I got distracted for things. So, yeah. like, in like plastered in front of your, you know, on, on your screen, places that your eye will go to. But that spoke to me. Like, the film weren't great, but I took that thing from the film. Yeah. And I think, like, that helped me to stay yeah. on focus it's, sometimes. I think
0: it's difficult, though, like, you... And even me, like, when we were like, we would never have had half the amount of distractions that exactly. people have these days exactly
1: yeah exactly so much harder yeah so i would advise that sort of thing definitely like leaving yourself little notes just talking to yourself from before the revision started you know yeah. when you were really motivated <laughs> 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 that sort of thing and yeah. um just a little bit about productivity it, this isn't always possible it's it's good if you can give yourself a workstation A place where you know you're going to sit and do that work. That way you can be quite organised and everything can be in one place. Yeah.
0: So that's like, if you know you're going to get distracted in your bedroom, don't revise in
1: there. Yeah. Set up a little space somewhere. Yeah. But obviously that's not possible for everybody. Mm -hmm. And you do have to take more advantage of, say, the library or your school and just Mm -hmm. stay behind after school to do your revision and find a quiet place. Schools will be obliging for anybody that wants to stay a couple of yeah. hours after school to revise they are they not going to turn you away love it, and there will be a place for you to go mm-hmm. um, if there is no place at home for you I don't know how I did it growing up in a house with, where there was like me and my siblings, six young siblings yeah. it just is difficult if you're at home and you're going to be revising for a lot of your day, try and treat it like a work day start at school time do a couple of hours, That's have a, a break have, yeah. do another couple of hours, have you know your dinner and then maybe don't do any more or do another hour you know don't do too much particularly if you were working off a computer four and a half hours screen time is enough that's a lot yeah but i think that sets us up to start revising don't you think we've had a good meal we've got our our workstation i've left myself a note is that it do we need anything else should Um, we just start revising we need a book (laughs) yeah you need all your resources right so we sat down at the table right so i'd like to talk about some revision techniques that i think will be useful When you are even from a very early stage of just learning about a topic, it's important that you are constantly revisiting that information all the time and revising. Revision is not cramming, so it is not waiting till the last week or two weeks or even month before your exam and revising everything again. Revision should be done all the time throughout the year, and I think that's really important. Yeah. Okay, so I'd like to talk about some techniques that I think are going to help. people in terms of improving your long-term retention so just taking in the knowledge that you need for your exam and it's staying in your brain for longer and remembering Mm -hmm. it okay and i've got to say these techniques they do need some planning they do need some organization they do need some forethought but also like they're not easy but that's what i was saying at the beginning about revision it's supposed to be difficult like if you if you feel like you haven't worked hard you probably haven't right you know yeah I, mean? I think
0: yeah yeah of course
1: and these techniques don't always improve your short-term performance but they do improve your long-term memory don't expect to be the einstein in the classroom that remembers everything and knows everything straight away but do expect to in the long run when it comes to your exam to feel a lot more confident and believe it or not the best way to remember something is to forget it what i know <laughs> isn't it isn't it weird now that statement is quite a bit bit controversial to start with. If you don't understand it, yeah. But as a student, you want to start. You know, an A level course. A level biology is two years. Yes. You're going to be taught something at the beginning of the first year, and you're expected to remember it at the end of two years. The more times you forget that information and revisit and it, it, it and again. relearn it, the longer you will remember it. So the best way to remember is to forget. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. But makes sense when you actually think about it. Because actually, as a student, we want to embed that long-term memory. And to do that, you need to increase your storage strength. So how embedded it is into your brain. yeah. So how embedded that is in your long-term memory, that information that you want. But also your retrieval strength. So how easy it is to just retrieve it from your brain when you need it. And building Uh, up those two things will make you a better... is the best way
0: to do that just, just sort of like... Go over it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like learning an instrument. Like you just do it so many times that you don't have to think about mm-hmm.
1: it. But there's a few techniques that you can incorporate that will help you to do that. And the first one is called spacing. So imagine five hours straight revising the same thing. And then imagine those five hours split over two weeks.
0: Not so boring.
1: But you've spaced it. Given yourself time to forget it. To then re-go over it again.
0: Mm-hmm. So Check your understanding. Yeah. And so on don't just cover the topic once over over one day yeah cover it five different in, times over in different chunks of time. of time
1: yeah over time and if you do that with what we call interleaving which is do an hour of one topic then do an hour of another topic then do an hour of another topic uh-huh. and then on the next day mix those up and then the next week do those again but mix them up again you're spacing and you're interleaving you're leaving space in between the time that you are going over that information and you are mixing up what you do in different orders. So that way you're giving yourself time to go over the content, forget some of the content, go back over it to relearn it and then again, giving yourself time, more space in between, go over it again, checking your understanding again, Mm -hmm. what what, what do I remember? So trying to retrieve it from your memory. What's missing? What have I missed? Go back over the information, and then do it again, and then interleave that with other topics. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, you of it so is. over that period of say two three weeks, you could be revising five or six different topics, bit by bit. But the technique is is slightly better than just I'm going to revise this one thing today, and then not do it again for another six months, because then you're probably leaving it too long for you to be able to retrieve any of it out of your brain. So thinking about that again, so we've got spaced practice. So just sort of consolidating that a little bit. Start this early. You can't do this like a week before the exam. You have to do this really starting straight away once mm-hmm. you've got a couple of topics under your belt start revising. Start revising. Because you're going to have mocks. And I really you're going to have things. Think... T- you're going to have mocks, PPEs, whatever you call them. People don't. People don't do it. Some people do. Some people don't. An average A-level student isn't revising for two years, and that's not necessarily what we what we need. But you have to revisit the content as much as possible. Yeah. And have to plan it out in your head. Yeah. So just you, you'd need to have a plan, wouldn't you? You'd need to have a plan of what you're going to do and how long you're going to leave it and so on. And I've actually got some um, really good how-to sheets which we're going to put on our website, uh, teachmeScience.co.uk. There are five PDFs that go through each of these techniques. So space practice is basically that, okay? Starting with the first topic, revising it, but then leaving some time before you review that information again. Just give yourself some space and then go back over the information. Once you've sat down with a blank piece of paper, retrieved what you know about that topic or what you remember from that topic, there's going to be Mm. stuff that you've forgotten. Then go back over the information. I feel
0: like when I would have revised, I would literally
1: cover a topic and then never cover that topic
0: again. Yeah. I've revised it so I know And it. that's yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's going to forget it. Yeah. And you're not going to have built up that retrieval strength, which is can I recall all of this information no, Yeah, when actually, I need I it? Yeah. Keep just keep spacing out that time. But importantly, like I've said, when you are sat down revising, think about the most effective study strategies that you can and don't just be rereading your notes. Cuz actually rereading when you're sitting there reading it you get that little buzz of, oh, I know this. Yeah. I understand this. And that's just the familiarity of that of that information. Whether or not you'd be able to actually remember it in two weeks' time is it's very doubtful. Thing. Yeah. So reading it is fine, but what are you going to do with it once you've read it? So that's spacing. Interleaving is, as I said before, making sure that you are switching between the different ideas and the different topics during each study session. So whether that study session be a whole day, you could be revising five different topics in that day and then two days later those same five topics but in a different order and not for too long an hour probably tops for each topic you know that you're going to go over it again in two days time so just sit down retrieve what you remember then go back over that information again what's missing from what you've retrieved it is hard to do it's hard to think like i've got to plan this out so i know i don't miss anything Mm. i don't miss a topic or whatever but if you don't put the work in To start with, you won't reap the benefits of it. No, yeah. And I think that's important. So retrieval practice is what you're actually doing with that class materials. So like I said to you before, put everything away, blank piece of paper in front of you, write or sketch what you remember. Then check through all your class materials again for any points that you've missed and accuracy in the language and all those sorts of things. And then the next time you do it, you'll remember more. But I think, you know, you've got to put that planning in to start with. Mm -hmm. I always joked with my GCSE classes that they knew cells really well because it was the first page of the revision guide. When they sat down to revise, they opened their revision guide and read the first page. Yeah, and then stopped, and then, stopped and then ne- never, <laughs> never read another page. Yeah. And I always joked about that. It wasn't yeah. true, but it was something that I was just trying to get them to think about, like what they did to revise. Like, did they plan their revision? Did they think about the topics they were going to revise each day? Did they plan all the topics into the sequence and so yeah. on? You know, I think flashcards are important, especially when it comes to definitions and things like that. But don't only recall, obviously, words and definitions. Make sure you remember all your key processes, all the key topics, like everything you need to know in, in terms of, that. so if it, if it is a process, if it is a sequence of events, if it's something that you've got to learn, make sure you're learning those things. And if you can make links between different topics, that will strengthen your knowledge as well. So for instance, if you can say, oh, polymers, okay, I know what a polymer is. This is a polymer, these are what they are. And here's some examples, right? An example is DNA. All oh, right, this is a structure of DNA right dna is used for this process transcription and translation right dna replication i'm going to go through that process do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i know where dna is found and you're you're making connections between all those different topic areas will strengthen your knowledge and it's synoptic as well you can pinpoint every single topic area where dna is involved so that's quite good i hope that's good advice but retrieval is supposed to be difficult like it's not supposed to be easy you've really got to work your brain hard to write down everything you know about that topic It only works if you're then going to check that against your class materials to see what's missing. Add it in and then the next time hopefully you'll remember that a bit more. But always go back and check the accuracy of what you've retrieved. Flashcards are really useful for this just because it helps you to practice recalling information all the time and making links as well but also exam questions, because essentially the way that you are going to have to retrieve this information is in, is in a set of exam questions. So ultimately, what you want to do to retrieve in your revision is to do exam questions as many as possible. In each study session, say, right, OK, I'm going to revise mitosis today. The first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down and write down everything I can remember about my yeah. once i've done that i'm going to open up my textbook or my revision guide or listen to a podcast or watch a video on youtube whatever from what i've remembered that's on my sheet in front of me what have i missed add it in right where are my exam questions where are my practice questions where are my practice tests that i've yeah. written for myself you know it doesn't have to be exact if you don't have access to lots of exam questions write your own questions like it can be that easy, mm-hmm. but exam questions are better because that—that's essentially what that level would be. And at. What you might be getting. Yeah. Yeah. So the next technique I'd like to talk about is called elaboration, and we've talked a little bit about this already, haven't we, Sarah? Mm-hmm. And about how like people that we know in our life are really good at elaboration, particularly your boss, like yes. your, your line manager, is Mr. Am- Wells. Is, he's amazing yes. at elaboration. He links ideas from content of like topics yes to real life so what he does so is that you remember it
0: he'll tell a story or he'll make you think of something which will really help you remember it so like if you were a history student you will remember the wall street crash because he'll make you think of a a, a wall with the date graffitied on it and you'll always remember that now you will remember that date because you see that wall in your head with the graffiti like, yeah that's that right, is what yeah. he does
1: that's good and you he knew
0: that in science I've,
1: I've I've been there when he's talked to like GCSE kids about revising cells and he relates it to things like say your house is the cell and the walls on the outside of the membrane, and the doors and windows let things in and out, so that that's the purpose of the membrane, mm-hmm. and wherever the heart of your house, like your living room, is at the nucleus, and he relates the topic areas to things to that will allow you things. to remember it, and that is what elaboration is. So while you are studying, ask yourself questions. How can I relate this to my real life, mm-hmm. my everyday life that will help me to remember this? If you go through a specific journey every day, How can you hang knowledge on different sections of that journey Mm -hmm. from home to school, home to work, home to wherever, you know, so that when you're sitting in your exam and you're trying to recall a process, you've just walked out of your front door and you're walking to your friend's house or you're getting in the car to go to school, but you've hung knowledge off pinpoints along the way that will help you to remember that. So you can sort of think about it in terms of your own real life and that is what elaboration is. While you're coming up with this idea make sure you always check for accuracy what you're thinking in your head.
0: I think the idea is you're connecting it to a real life thing so if it's uh, like something which is a real thing to you when you are reminded of the topic you'll remember Mm -hmm. the thing and you'll remember the information.
1: Yeah and again it's not easy but your long-term memory will be so much better because of it i've heard some great examples of elaboration over time it just it can't just be somebody else's story though it's got to be something that you do in your life that you will remember if you think like a journey you go on every day like from home to school think about the things that you see on the journey that stick in your mind every day like a particular road that you're on a particular shop that you go past a particular whatever it is that can help you to remember a stage in a process and you make it work for yourself but just make sure that in a way you can work yourself up to a point where you can describe a process or describe anything or explain anything without looking at any notes because you're just remembering something that relates to Mm -hmm. your real life and the final technique i want to just quickly talk about is called dual coding dual coding involves combining words and visuals It's basically just about sort of looking at written work, comparing it to diagrams, going between the two and making sure that you can explain to the point where you can then get a diagram of something. And you've got the knowledge in your head that you can just explain that using words without using your class notes, without using any written notes or reading from anything. You can look at your written text in a textbook. You can then find visuals related to that and then compare the two, getting to a point where you can then just explain that visual in words without needing the notes mm-hmm. to help you. And that visual could be anything. It could be a cartoon strip, it could be a diagram, it could be a timeline, it could be a mind map, it could be anything. But work up to being able to draw from memory or say from memory the content that mm-hmm. you need to be able to remember. And all these techniques work together really in a yeah. way you know you've got to make sure you're spacing your revision so you're leaving time in between learning that one idea into leaving it with other ideas so making sure that you're mixing up your topics across space but then when you're actually sitting down to revise to do that revision that you are trying to use some form of retrieval practice so sitting down with just your blank sheet yeah. remembering everything you can whether you've you know, used elaboration to remember that thing or dual copy yeah. to remember that thing and write it out what have I missed, go to my class notes, and so on. All those techniques should work together, hopefully, and to do some sound revision, I should
0: Mm. think. It's all about memory, isn't it? It's all about remembering.
1: What's your feeling on highlighters, Sarah? My feeling on highlighters? Highlighters, using highlighters to revise.
0: I'm sure they're beneficial for some people. I don't remember using them. I probably did, to be honest. Yeah. It's about how would you use them?
1: I think they only work... If you are doing something with the information that you're highlighting, mm. if you're reading a piece of text for the first time, and you highlight, and you highlight keywords, some or keywords mm. or some what you think is important from it, If you don't do something with that important information, yeah. like find a visual, like come up with a story to help you elaborate it, that sort of thing then actually that's wasted time.
0: Yeah, I would use a highlighter if I was sort of trying to colour like group information or something. Yeah,
1: like. or group information, trying to make links. But connecting
0: that to a colour.
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's that's a really good advice, mm-hmm. yeah. See, highlighters are worth using if they're used right. But sitting, reading just and just highlighting stuff, yeah. for the sake of it, it kind of gives the impression that lots of revision's been done when actually probably not a lot of learning mm. has taken place. Like you know somebody's parent could say have you done revision and they could show you highlighted pages you have (laughs) and you can think oh while you've dated and loads but you have sat and read something and you have sat and highlighted important points so you have engaged with the content yeah but have you remembered it and are you going to look at that information again in a few days time and have you looked at other topics as well you know that sort of thing because actually you're essentially just rereading it and unless you're going to connect it to something it's not going to work now, you talked about having Harry Potter on in the background yeah. when you were revising. Do you think that was a beneficial thing to you? Or like, do you think using music or um, some kind of sound in the background is important?
0: I do think having something on, whether it's musical or something, it can't be something that's going to be super distracting to you. More recently, I actually found on YouTube... They um, there's like these things you can get and it's like, again it relates to Harry Potter but there's the sounds of the Gryffindor dormitory or sounds of the library and it's just the sound of like a crackling fire and pages turning and people like chatting in the background yeah. and I found that that was like quite sort of calming but also like it was nice to have it on while I was doing whatever yeah. I was doing writing or reading or something And it but it wasn't distracting but when I got to the point that when I would listen to it i would get into that zone
1: that's really good advice um, and alexa has things like alexa that alexa has all well. sorts of stuff like yeah. that yeah
0: so um if you're listening to music that's got lyrics that are going to be really distracting to you that's not going to help yeah. but if you can listen to something which is like a certain type of noise or something but if you can listen to that repeatedly while you're doing revision when you hear that noise well i found for me that it would get me back into a zone again what I was like, right, I'm back into it. that's really But good. there's all sorts good of advice. stuff on YouTube like that. Yeah. So if if you're really into for me, like I was really into just listening to this um Sounds of the Library because it was just like like rainy mm. and it, I just found it like that was the thing that I listened to. But like if you were really into Lord of the Rings, you could have Sounds of the Shire. You know, it was loads of stuff. Some stuff that I just don't people like, oh listen to classical music. Doesn't work for me. No, can't
1: do it. Just find the thing that works for you. Yeah. Ooh just have quiet
0: yeah just have quiet just yeah. have quiet I think some people can't do quiet though
1: no
0: like Maisie who's our sister listens to the sounds of like waves in the sea and crashing noises like that and that gets her in the zone she will be in the zone when she listens to that
1: that's cool yeah um and then my final advice is just you are going to need to get some fresh air during your revision yeah time, take a break and maybe even exercise just take some time to just mm. go for a walk get some exercise, get some fresh air. Because if you think about it, we talk about in life, exercise, especially during the lockdown, it was almost encouraged, go out and go for a walk, go out and go for a run, socially distanced, but do it. Mm. Because it stops you from going crazy, Going crazy, <laughs> which is what the concern was about a lot of people during lockdown. And that applies to everything in life, doesn't it? If you If you're revising for four hours in your day, go for a walk. Have a little break, get some fresh air, because it helps you. It helps you deal with your anxiety, it helps you deal with your stress. And overall, you're going to be more confident and have more self-esteem and just feel like you're already ready for this and you can do this. And my last piece of advice is sleep. Get good night's sleep as much as you can. I mean, sleep is important. Sleep is important for work. You've got to wake up ready for a day's work, revising. Get your seven to eight hours of decent sleep and you'll be set up for the day once you've had your breakfast
0: that's like a thing as well like if you don't have a good night's sleep like genuinely like you will not have a good day like that is
1: yeah. well that's what i find anyway and you're not gonna be motivated yeah so i'm hoping that everything that we've said even though it has been more of a conversation about things mm. um i hope you take something from it i hope something sticks with you from what we've said and you can go away and be better at revising hopefully and also make sure you listen to us yeah, and we you know, like I say, yeah, if you're gonna sit down and revise and you wanna revise a topic area, first thing you do try get, and remember what you can. Try and remember what you can straight away and then switch on an episode of the podcast. Did you remember everything?
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: not, what did you forget? Add that on. You can Go use the you can use the podcast as your sort of class material if you want to, as well as your textbooks, your your folders. Yeah. Anything really, your revision guides, all those things can be your basis of your accuracy that you need okay hope we've helped i've been ria corbett
0: i've been sarah matthews Bye. bye bye